Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Prosperity by the Pint. I'm your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, and certified investment management analyst. I almost forgot the last one there. I'm also a self-proclaimed millennial money expert, whatever that means. I'm here to tell you that we're going to be talking about money, investing, business, and life success because that's what this podcast is all about. And this week, because we drink a beer on every episode, we're drinking from Scoff Lau Brewing Company, the Neapolitan Milkshake Stout. Uh, I'm not a stout guy, but we'll see. Supposedly, this blends chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry from your favorite childhood dessert into a flavorful adult treat. Uh, I think this is from Georgia. A friend of mine sent it to me. Um, and it's very dark and there's a lot of stuff floating in it. So I'm not real excited about this, but we'll give it a try. Can definitely chase the strawberry. Um, I think that for a stout, it's drinkable. Uh, if you like stouts, you'll probably like this one, but this week, uh, a friend of mine, Kyle, Kyle Cooper, CFP. Hi Kyle. Say hi to mom and dad. Uh, told me, he said, Bryce, there was an episode of, or on this morning's Good Morning America, they had financial people answering uh, financial questions from millennials. Uh, and it was basic stuff. So I thought for this particular episode, I'd just go back to the basics and talk about the most common questions I get from younger investors, millennials, uh, and, and even a little bit older, and, and just basic stuff. And we're going to talk about that, and we're going to see if we can uh, make us all a little, bit, uh, a little bit more educated in our finances today. So the most common question I probably get is, should I invest in my 401k or pay extra on my student loans? And the answer to that is convoluted, but I'm going to shoot it to you straight, is that you should probably do both. If you have a 401k and it offers a match, you should contribute up to getting that maximum match because the rate of return on those are essentially 100%, right? So if you contribute a dollar, you save a dollar, and if they're matching and you get another dollar, you just doubled your money right away, right? Now I get you can't touch it right now. And then that money is then invested and hopefully earning interest and growing over time. So you should be maxing out your your match at the least in your 401k. And then anything above and beyond that, if you're looking at high interest rate student loan debt, knock that down, especially if you're not married yet uh, and you got the, the extra cash flow, you're living pretty modestly, get rid of that debt because that's going to hang over you forever for a long time if you don't you got to pay extra on it um and and honestly you're you're probably the the guaranteed rate of return it depends on your interest rate right so if you got really low interest rate student loan debt you don't need to pay a whole lot extra on it you can do some extra savings into a 401k or roth ira those types of things but if you're dealing with high interest rate stuff five six seven eight nine percent you need to be paying extra on that uh, and getting it down but it doesn't mean you just completely ignore your 401k uh, another thing people ask me a lot when they're looking at buying a house, how do they improve their credit score? How do they keep a good credit score? Uh, and I, I will tell you, retired clients ask me this too. A lot of people ask this. So there's a couple ways. Um, you got to build credit, right? So if you've never had any credit in your name, you're not going to have much credit. Uh, so you need to have three lines of credit open. And in most places, uh, utilities count because that's a, that's a credit bill. Um, so it's good to have, it's not bad to have a credit card. It's not bad to have two credit cards. It's bad to use them irresponsibly. So have a couple lines of credit in your name and pay and use them and pay them on time. That is the best thing you can do for, for your credit. Now, if you have any more than three credit cards, try to get that number chopped down. That'll increase your credit score. Um, keep your credit utilization 
below 30%. So what your utilization is, let's say you have a credit card with a $10,000 limit and, and you're paying it every month and you're doing a really good job of doing that, but every month you're sitting there with a balance of three or 4,000, that, that's a little too high. That's a 30, 40% uh, utilization rate. So you wanna keep your utilization below 30% on all your lines of credits. And then don't close out your longest running card. So length of credit history, and it, is, is a huge component to factor in your credit score. So keep your longest credit card open. If your mom and dad opened you a Macy's card to start building credit when you were 16, and keep keep it, keep using it. Uh, pay it, uh, pay it in full each month. Don't let the interest rack up, but pay it and pay it on time and keep those lines of credit healthy. How much do I need in emergency savings? Three to six months of expenses. If you're single, you need six months. Single with with one income, you need six months. If you are married and you are in a dual income household, you need three months. Pretty straightforward. Uh, now you need to have some other things taken care of as well, right? If you work a manual labor job, uh, you, you might want to have a disability insurance policy because so that might put you down for three to six months, right? If you get injured. So three to six months is a pretty good rule of thumb. If you're in a commission-based industry where your income is going to fluctuate wildly, you probably need to bump those numbers up. And if you have a, a you know a, a pretty limited expenses, you know you might not need to keep a huge emergency fund. But three to six months is the best way to do it. What is the best way to start investing if you don't have a four hundred one k? Just open an account and start investing. Just do it, Nike. Just do it. Uh, so open up a Roth IRA. Uh, or an individual non-qualified investment account. Just open one up through one of the major brokerages, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard. Open one up and go back and start listening to, I think it's episode 6, 11, 15, and last last week's episode, 31, are all in very specific investment-related topics. Those four episodes should give you enough of a foundation to say, I'm going to open up an account and this is how I'm going to invest it. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, and so just do it. Just start. Um, just you know, start with $100 every other week. I am a huge fan of regular contributions. Just setting it up $100 a month, auto draft out of your bank account or whatever you need it to be, just do it. Uh, how much life insurance do I need? I get this one quite a bit too, especially... Uh, I wish I actually got them. I, I get it a lot, but I wish I got it more often because I think people are underinsured, especially people that have kids. So I basic, basic, basic rule of thumb, 10 times your annual income. Uh, I know a lot of employers provide one or two times, not nearly enough. If you die, you don't want your family to have to have a spaghetti dinner to, 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 to raise money, right? I mean, there's no shame in that except for I don't know about you, but personally, I want my, my family to be very well taken care of after something happens to me. So the way that you do that is you insure yourself properly. 10 times annual income is is a really, really good start. Sometimes you need more. If you got six kids, you might need a heck of a lot more, right? Um, if you have a large mortgage, you want to pay that off plus have maybe 10 years of income. So you need to take care of this these things. You need to take care of your family. Um, make sure you have enough life insurance. How much house can I afford? beer break. Yeah. If you like stouts, you'd like it. If you'd like stouts and you like strawberries, you'd like that. It's not for me though. How much house can I afford? I think the government lends us too much money for houses. Uh, they say it's 30% of your gross income, um, for, for, towards your, towards your living expenses, right? Like your, uh, your home and your, uh, insurance and your taxes for that home. And that's gross income before taxes of your income, right? So 
most of us are going to pay pay in right off the bat. Social Security, 7.65%. Taxes there. You got 5% state, state tax, depending on where you're at, plus 15, 20% federal tax. So we only get 70% of our income to live off of anyways. And then they say that 30% can be used towards home. And they say your total debt to income ratio can be something like, I think, 43%, 43, 50%, something like that. I'm not a mortgage rep. Uh, call me or Bali for that. But they, they'll lend us up to 30%. That's too much. I think you should try and aim for your housing expenses to be 20, 20 to 25% of your gross income. Your gross income is before you pay taxes. So the top line of your paycheck, you get paid $1,000 every other week. You know, then, uh, then your gross income is, um, you know, if you get paid $1,000 every other week, it's $2,000 a month. You should be looking at something like four to $500 a month for, for a mortgage payment, which I know is really small. So if you're making a thousand dollars growth, gross, uh, you need to be maybe looking at renting or saving for a long time. So you have a good down payment. So because four to 500, it's tough to find a mortgage for that. I get it. Uh, 30% gross max is the, what the max, the FHA, I just pulled it up here, uh, is allows, but yeah, so 30% gross should be the max. They lend us too much. It creates a housing problem. Uh, if, if you lose your job, you don't want to lose your house. So take your time. Save up. Do what you can. How much should I be saving for retirement? A good goal is 15% uh, for a younger person. If you're an older person and you're later in the game and you haven't started, you got to be a lot higher than that. So 15% say That's another thing. Going back to the mortgage thing is 30% goes towards taxes, uh, roughly, of your gross income. Uh, you know, If you put 30% towards uh, your home, and then you got 40% to live on, you're not going to be saving enough, um, plus student loan debt, things like that. So it's just about making sure that you're being fiscally responsible for you. So 15% is a good goal on saving for retirement. I know a lot of people can't start there, but you can start at five and increase it to six after six months and so on and so forth. And the other thing is if you're if you're trying to save, but you're, you're anchored in debt, but you're, and you're paying down that debt, that's great. That's fantastic. That should be your first priority. If you have bad debt, pay that stuff down. Pay those credit cards down. Get rid of them. What is a great, great, uh, a good resource for financial planning? I get uh, people ask me for book recommendations sometimes. Uh, there's some good books out there on personal finance. A lot of them try to sell you stuff though. Uh, Jack Bogle, who passed away last year, uh, has got some good books. Common Sense uh, Book of Investing. Um, but for places to go, uh, morningstar.com slash personal finance has some of the best stuff you can subscribe for free. They do have some premium paid content, but they are experts. They know what they're talking about. They're investing experts, they're personal finance experts. They're not charging anything. They're not trying to sell you anything by, by going there. They are a fantastic resource. So morningstar.com. And of course, this podcast is probably the best resource you have on, on personal finance learning. And then uh, should be up on the website by now is the Financial Strategies Group, uh, group ebook, fsgmichigan.com. Go there, find our ebook. Uh, there's a couple chapters on personal uh, finance, a couple chapters on retirement. There's a really good stuff there. So that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Prosperity by the Pine. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen, that's where we are. Cheers.